Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of What's the Damage, the companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular Real Play D&D podcast, um, not podcast, stream, Roll for Damage. Um, since this is new for both you and me, I'm going to briefly explain what this whole thing is going to be, what the deal is. So every show I will be joined um, by a few of the stars of Roll for Damage, and we'll be discussing the latest and greatest uh, highlights from the last episode of Roll for Damage. Um, we'll also be doing a deep dive on a nerdy topic every um, every episode, things like like making a character backstory, like DMing for the first time, like um, like home brewing monsters and items and NPCs, things like that. We'll be talking about that and we'll also be taking viewer questions and sometimes even playing games. So it's just going to be a whole bunch of weird wacky fun. Um, so we're really excited to be bringing this new show to you, really excited to be able to expand our network this way. So thank you so much to all the viewers who let us get to, um, to affiliate on Twitch. Um, thank you to Sunbird who composed our intro music and stream music. You can find them at avsunbird.crrd.co um, or in the credits for our Twitch page. And thank you to Lady Meows, that's Meows with two S's, who um, designed our logo. You can also find her in um, the credits for our Twitch page. So without further ado, this is What's the Damage? Welcome back. Um, so with me today, we have Jake, who plays Oriana on Roll for Damage. We have Jay, who plays the wonderful Dobby. <laughs> and we have Corey, aka Tickle, aka Tick. Um, which one do you prefer, Tick, Tickle, or Corey? Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pick Tick. There we go. That's the shortest one. Always pick the least amount of syllables when in doubt, who plays Sinris. Um, the recently dead. So, um, 
once dead, just hopefully just the one time. Um, so normally in this section, we just be um, like discussing the latest of the episodes, but since the episode before last was so intense, we're also gonna be talking about that one. So in the episode before last, um, Sinric died very dramatically leading to some really dramatic and intense like role play. So this is a question for everybody and um, how questions work is it's going to go individually to one of you or to the group, but even if it's an individual question, you should feel free to just jump in if you have something interesting or fi funny or even just like dumb to say. So just really, it's a conversation. So question for everybody. Um, tell me a, a bit about role-playing right after Cinderick's death, like the grief, the anger, everything. Tell me about it. I mean, I guess I'll start. It was pretty peaceful. I was dead. <laughs> Cinderick is fine. <laughs> the man, the myth, no, the legend, everybody. I, we actually <laughs> didn't get into anything that really happened while I was dead. So, I mean... Oh, Can't yeah, you really... want to share what the afterlife is like? Well, like, so we really didn't get into much of that as of right now. So, I mean, it's like, from, yeah, my perspective, I was just you... there, yeah. not there, and then there again, just really, really hurt. Interesting. Yeah, but so. I guess we'll learn more about that coming up as opposed to, you know what I guess maybe some of the story plots and stuff like that, uh, hopefully. Oh yeah, maybe we can finally find out what Sinric's god actually is, because I think the party was just kind of guessing based on some vaguely remembered stuff. Uh, you know, I, it was pretty obvious. I mean, I thought. I mean, a fisherman who prides himself on his strength kind of only really one or two options there and yeah exactly hey don't put him in a box okay i'm not putting him in a he, box you know he could fuck with melora or loth or anybody okay don't i mean melora was one of the one or two but yeah <laughs> nobody put cinderick in a box i don't um, think there's a big enough box um i'll, I'll go next i guess mm -hmm. um i'm sure jay's gonna say that dobby rping dobby was a lot of sadness since their characters were really connected uh but for oriana too like that hit home because she decided in that moment somebody else can get to him i need to stop them from attacking him and because she made that choice he ended up dying um so she she blamed herself entirely for that she could have saved him but chose the wrong thing to do to save him yeah i think we saw a lot of that guilt in your role playing and in, in oriana's behavior right afterwards there's a lot of i should have done this and i should have done that <laughs> uh yeah yeah no that was that was the first real like powerful emotional moment for Oriana so far in the campaign and I I think I I think I was pretty truthful to the character um in how she reacted just numb almost and then once she kind of had time to cope with the fact that yeah it happened she just was like what did I do I should have done this oh my god and she started overthinking yeah. well, we're thinking for Ori <laughs> 
Um, from what I think, like, especially during that session with Dobby, we've only really just seen, you know, arrogant asshole and, you know, just self-destructive jerk. I feel in this, you know, section in this conflict, especially with, like, Sinric going down, um, you know, the audience really gets to see kind of the deeper layers, you know, that, you know, Dobby's an asshole, but, you know, he's, he's an asshole that's an onion. And, you know, he, you know, he can, you can, you can have some, some joy and you can have a lot of grief. And, and, and Dobby sense he's experienced a lot more grief um, than I think really some people in, in this, in this uh, party, you know, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to keep a tight lip on it now, but, you know, he's, he's, he's talked with it about with, um, with Ball and, and a little bit with Sinric, um, but it, it's, it's something that's scarred him for life and has made him this person that, you know, everyone interacts now, you know, it's, it's, it's a slow reveal evolution that I hope, you know, everyone enjoys, you know, more down the line when we start doing more sessions, you know? Ugh. Character development. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just say, like, when Dobby was, like, crouching over Sinric, like, shaking him, being like, get up, you fat fuck, that was, like, ooh, shivers. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I just loved that, like, insulting him, even as Dobby is, like, on the verge of tears, probably. You can actually say that, but I imagine. <laughs> this is how I visualize it. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, that's how it is. You know, I, I, you know, internally... Um, I was having like a conflict because it was just like mm-hmm. the moment Sinric went down, I was like, oh, shit. You know, I, I felt like, you know, I was embodying Dobby at that moment. And I was about to scream like, no, you know, you know, in in his voice, because that's that's just what he would you know do in that type of situation, you know. And uh, I, I also agree, you know, just insulting Sinric because, you know. It's so Dobby. Yeah, it's yeah, so it Dobby. Really man, on brand. You know? Very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Sinric, um, you know, because I guess, like, Sinric can take his insults without barding back because that's just the type of person Sinric is. He's a really, you know, most people, you know, who would probably meet him is just think he's just a simple person that just enjoys fishing and other shit. But, um, you know, Sinric is a very, you know, caring individual who has his own fucking problems and tries to deal with them personally. And he knows that no one's fucking perfect, uh, especially for Dobby. And I feel like that he's able to take Dobby's shit like a lot more than anyone else could. And that's mm-hmm. why he, he has this, Dobby has this really deep connection with Sinric since he's really been the only person that he hasn't been able to push away. I think that might just be because we play older characters. Yeah, with, probably. You know. <laughs> push back that you know i i don't want to say angst but innocence and youngness that that was dealt with off you know campaign youngins yeah um so i'm sorry no no no, you you go you go yeah um without getting into spoilers like how deep does the connection between cindric and dobby go like how long did we ever find this in canon how long have they been partners like um going into backstory can talk about that but it hasn't really come up in campaign yeah i'll bring it up it hasn't come up yet and 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 canon dobby and sinric uh originally met each other when they were a lot younger they mm-hmm. were you know a lot there were different people back then they you know because they were younger but they were also kind of you know pretty much the same but well, especially dobby now he, he's kind of almost the, exactly the same person sinric is the one who's who's clearly evolved in this in this sense 
and that's just the type of character he is. But um, yeah, no, they've they started out on Rocky Road, and then they came to this really understanding, and then you know they kind of just dissected each one living their own life, and then you know through happens chance that is you know the worlds of D and D connections reform, and they were brought together again, and they've worked together ever since. State. Um, yeah, so were you guys confident that you were going to be able to bring Sinric back, or did you think Tick would be rolling a new character? Be honest. I already had a character rolled. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was I like 75% done by the end of the episode. Yeah, dude. I Personally, had a feeling we would definitely get a chance. Yeah. I did not know if that chance would be successful. Yeah, no, that's just how Serenity as a DM, you know, rolls you know, does her interactions, you know, she allows people to succeed, but also to fuck up very badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As evidenced by me dying. Yeah. As we all experienced. Yeah. You know, she, yeah. she holds no punches. Um, and, you know, that's what makes, you know, the stakes really for real. I personally thought that, you know, if we did fuck up, yeah, Cindric would be gone and Dobby would, would spiral into uh, a, a fucked up mess. It was it was going to be bad RP yeah. wise. Who uh, could he push away first? Yeah. Oh, everybody, I assume. <laughs> Just one fell swoop. Yeah. He's like, fuck all of you. Okay. <laughs> uh, that would have been entertaining, but party breaking to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So moving on from the big death, uh, the last episode. Um, wasn't quite as intense. You guys got to go to a fair and play some games, and it was fun. How disappointed are you all that you did not do the What's That Smell game? More disappointed that we didn't manage to win anything. We <laughs> lost every game we played, and that was probably the only one we could have won. I mean, I failed at drinking. I mean, really. You were at minus You five. were dead. You four, were recently four. dead. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, well. you, you, you had a, what, a minus four? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That's bad. Um, I felt really shitty. I mean, I thought, hey, I thought the race, I could I could stack the odds in my favor, man. Uh, but like always, it you work. know, it did not work. Okay. And I lost a lot of fucking money. Uh, rip Dobby's wallet. <laughs> yeah, dude. That coin purse is really light now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, so question for Jake. It's become a bit of a running joke now that Oriana is the world's worst bard. Um, so what's your dice's damage exactly? You know, I blame roll 20. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I fully blame roll 20. Before I was a part of this group, um, and really the whole like group of friends, um, I remember playing in a different uh, roll 20 campaign I maybe rolled in one night 50 rolls I think I rolled on the die above 10 twice in that entire Oosh. night I am not kidding you Oosh. with that like almost 50 rolls probably two rolls that were 10 or higher and it was just it's roll 20 I I hate it I, it gets on my nerves all the time but I still go back because you know predicted you know yeah, um, yeah. I, I gotta get that roll 20. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you need that fix. You need a fix. <laughs> um, no, it's it's 
honestly, it's one of the reasons I chose to play a bard for this. <laughs> because I figured, my stats will be so good as a bard. I'll be good at everything. And I Doesn't still matter just... Doesn't matter if you roll a three, yeah. I, yeah, I roll a two or a three on everything I'm good at. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I've got a plus nine. Roll a two. <laughs> awesome. So how is, like, bombing so much affecting Oriana in character? Um... It's not really affecting her that much. It's it's frustrating to her in the moment. But that's why she goes to those quiet moments like in the cart where she's playing or like during when mm -hmm. everybody's getting camp set up. Because when she plays there, she's playing her normal, you know, to the best of her ability. Um, I, I would say it's almost giving her performance anxiety. Um, pun kind of intended there. Um, but... Uh, I don't think it's going to affect her too much because she she would just see it as like, oh, well, I didn't tune it right. Or, you know, maybe I shouldn't have sang that song. Um, Proud. Yeah, she's... Well, I wouldn't say that it's pride necessarily. It's more she knows she can do better and she doesn't mm -hmm. let that get in the way of a bad performance. So she's managing to maintain her confidence through all this. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take a lot more than just, you know, a, a tavern karaoke game to shake her as a performer. Well, we'll see how the campaign goes. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Jay, mm. whose butt exactly was Javi hoping to melt? Um, really... 100% and, and outside of outside of the sessions everyone was laughing about it uh it was just yo it was just a figurative butt okay he was just wanting to know how 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 many drops it would take for someone to have their insides you know you know plop out of the, the melted butt you know it's just, just, a, just, just a question <laughs> so man I was really hurt mind. that she wouldn't sell the Dobby afterwards I was like okay I was like well I'll, well, this is different than Dash, okay? Oh yeah, how dare she? <laughs> yeah, okay, Dash. Okay, you just you just got coins, okay? And then they just, you know, they just give you the shit, and you're good, you know. And, and uh, you know, here it's like, you know, and and Dobby sense because he doesn't really understand, like he, he doesn't respect mm -hmm. the gods, so it's kind of like a joke to him. So a city that's surrounded by gods is like, oh, that's it's like a double front. Like there's some seedy shit going down here. And <laughs> he's just trying his hardest just to just to find that like like the 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 just black market here or, or just somewhere that's a shady individual. But everyone's just like, no, no, this is this is the city of you know where the gods like what the what the fuck are you talking about, you blasphemous piece of shit? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you come across that one guy with the accent who was like straight out of small town Texas. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, the the guy that the jewelry guy. Oh yeah, man, Mr. Preacher Man. Mr. Preacher Man, and he's like, "What did you blast to, to ball?" He's like, "You blast from the soul. What have you done to this individual?" And then I'm just like, "Bro, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm from Dash. You know, this is it's regular." And he's like, "You're talking to my friend because he's blue. You don't like my friend because he's blue." <laughs> You know, and it's and it's that other sense, like you know, Dobby, like he might be old as shit, but like there's just some like hints he doesn't, you know, like connect mm -hmm. because his wisdom is so average. Because technically, 
you know, he is a monk, but wiz I did make wisdom his dumb stat. For RP reasons, as well as accidentally, I didn't uh -huh. mean to, because I, I, for a moment in my mind, I forgot That's that. By accident, then you went with it? Yeah, that, like, okay. monks, you know, you, you need the wisdoms. Um, but then I was just like, oh, fuck, I, I forgot. Because it's all really, like, 13s, and there's, like, one 18. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. And I'm playing this guy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, he's a monk, but he's not, like, your average monk. He does this things kind stupid. of... Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? He's not, he's not stupid. You know, he's always thinking... You know, but he, but he, ha but since his wisdom is is not as high as it should be, he's always getting himself into situations that, um, you know, kind of lead to him shanking people in in the ass. You know, like yeah. you do. It happens. It happens, <laughs> man. I, I like to think that Dobby was that student at the monk temple who just got kicked out for being too impatient and wanting <laughs> to like be the best thing ever. So he just was like, "Screw you! I'm gonna go make my own." I'm gonna live, live my own life. You know, my, my own, own temple with blackjack and hookers, literally. <laughs> so a casino. Yeah, a casino. Casino. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, this yeah. is Dobby's whole character arc. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Gonna open you know. a casino. Yeah. Well, a casino, uh, uh, tavern, and and grill. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> you know, Dobby's house of debauchery and cuisine. Okay. In his dream, okay. bistro. Is there, a, is, there a, <laughs> is there a house of special lady favors attached next door? No, no, that's it's debauchery, debauchery mm, and cuisine. Okay, mm, yeah, okay. come on, okay. man, come on. I assume all the food is served on naked people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, naked, good, naked good, ladies, good. naked, naked men, you know. Naked whatever. Yeah, naked whatever, man. You know, this Dobby doesn't care, man. You know, fuck you, fuck you, what a fuck. You know, what what's the health code rating? Oh no, it's bad. Bad. It's, it's bad. <laughs> Pass. You know, it's it's the medieval ages, man. Okay, there's the, the you know there's not everyone can uh can shower. If you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> well, if on that note, um, we're gonna move into our main topic, which is character voices. We love them, we hate them, we forget to do them halfway through the stream. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, um, my first question for everybody, once I find it. is how um and this is like not necessarily just you should focus on your um characters from the stream but kind of just a broad question for all your characters across all your games ever in general um how's your backstory for your character like tie into what voice you choose for them do you take it into account do you just pick a random voice and like retroactively be like oh yeah this is why this accent makes sense for this person from this small island um this is why they sound like they're from texas that one's Texas. Um, in my sense, yeah, there's always pieces. Like, whenever I do a character, especially with, with backstory, it's always kind of an evolutionary standpoint. Like, you have just a base foundation, and you kind of just build upon it. I usually, you know, like anyone pull, you know, any media that um, you can kind of get your hands on. I actually based kind of one of the real uh, building blocks of Dobby's backstory on uh, a book trilogy that I loved, which is the Night Angel series. Uh, very good book, audio book. Uh, if you don't want, if you don't like to read, there's a, also a graphic novel too. Very, very good series. Um, and, you know, but you always 
need to add that kind of personal flavor just so it kind of you get yourself into this mindset that this character is always like a fraction of you you're not going into the character because the character is always a section of you so from what i usually always kind of connect uh, a piece of like past trauma to my character mm-hmm. that i've personally went through so then this the transition into that character is nearly seamless and you start really thinking like in that character's mindset and you know just outside media starts kind of sucking in because you know if anyone hasn't connected um dobby's voice is is really kind of like danny devito if uh probably he was he was younger and had more anger issues <laughs> you know, just a little bit of, just a little bit of bruce man. willis in there just a little bit you know yeah that's some real like acting theory shit yeah man yeah depth <laughs> Uh, I mean, when I pick an accent, I, it usually just kind of depends on the character. Some characters mm-hmm. just sound like that to me. Other characters, I think about, okay, well, what would uh, make sense for this character? Like, a low wisdom character might sound, like, more unintelligent. And mm-hmm. maybe not even so much of just doing the accent of just using, like, shorter words. Um, it, it really depends, honestly, to me. Like, it, there's a couple of different ways that I do it, and sometimes it's just a feeling. You go, like so. whatever it says in your heart, you're like, yes, German. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess to give you an example, I play a moon druid in a Strahd campaign, and oh, really? she just comes off as like this. I also play in the Strahd campaign. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she just comes off as this hoity-toity kind of person um, because her wisdom is so high, she feels like she's just lived longer. She understands the world better. Um, and that kind of reflects in her voice as a little bit more of a posh, slightly British. Not too thick on the accent, though. I, mm-hmm. I I try not to go too thick because then it, she just then I start slipping into Cockney. And, uh, yeah. That's interesting, though. So you um like think about pay attention to the cadence of your character too, like the kind of word choice they'd use, things like that. Yeah, I, I definitely try to. I I. I tend to get very invested in a character mm-hmm. once I make it, and I tend, like, I've had games where I've played a character, and the character got mad, and at the end of the session, I was just, like, pissed off for some reason. I'm like, why am I mad? Human oh, because my character's mad. Oh. You gotta be invested. You do gotta yeah, be invested. Yeah, it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I mean, okay. accents can kind of be kind of hard. Um, I mean, none of us are voice actors by trade, but um, I think more than just accents would also be like the personality of what your character is. I mean, are they someone that is literally not intelligent? Are they someone that, you know, prides themselves maybe on strength? They might Mm -hmm. emphasize certain words or syllables. Are they someone, you know, in my case, a little bit older that speaks with a little bit more calmer, soft-spoken demeanor? you know, it's it, there's more than just accents rather than how you present words. Because, um, yeah, I just have a bad time with accents. And I'll say up front, I can't do the accent that I 
should for the character, but yeah, it is what it is. What would be the accent that you do if you could? Um, I don't know if I can actually say that. Yeah, I know I talked briefly with Serenity about like backstory reasons in like language and dialect from you know where we're from, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's just uh, for me that when it does come up, it's just particularly hard. Okay, yeah, and you don't you use your um, natural accent for um, for your character in the campaign, so. Like, and that's also, that's also a valid thing I want to emphasize to everybody. You can use your natural voice. You don't got to do accents. It's fine. Yeah. But what do you do exactly to, um, like, differentiate between your character voice and your out-of-character voice because you don't do an accent and because it might be not as obvious a switch between the two characters? Slow down. Slow down? Especially for this character, slow down. Um when I get excited about things, I talk 50 miles a minute. Um, even when I'm not that excited, I tend to talk a little bit quicker than normal. I also tend to not talk like in full words, uh, say like random crap and stuff like that. <laughs> but as far as being a character that, you know, playing a character that's a little bit older, you know, you try to think before you speak and maybe, you know, put emphasis where, you know, things need to be in certain words to kind of convey your point. Um, like what I was trying to do, even with uh, Laura talking about the whole anger situation, um, it's not necessarily about speaking in a strong accent, but rather, you know, speaking true and putting emphasis where it needs to. Yeah. Personally, I pick accents based on what I think I can pull off for three hours and um, what I think is funny. <laughs> so not quite as deep as everyone else. Um, so but that's a part of D and D though. I mean, you got to have fun first and foremost. And you got it. it. Yeah. If you're not having fun doing a silly accent for four hours at a time, then why are you doing yeah, it? Yeah. It's just murder yeah. on your throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. There's, yeah. there's no rule that determines, you know, RP has to be in character voice or, you know, your own voice or anything else. It can really be anything. Yeah. Yeah. So like for new players, would you guys sort of like jumping off the silliness of it all, do you have any advice for like getting over the inherent ridiculousness of talking in somebody else's voice for a few hours in front of your friends? Yeah. Don't look uh, at yourself on camera. Oh yeah, dude, just just do it like yeah. regularly, yeah. like in a conversation, man. I remember uh, personally for me, I do different voices anytime I get like an unknown call and I just talk to that person and in the voice that i think i do so i could just do like a regular romanian accent and talk to him like this over phone yes and it's just you know you you incorporate the practice in and out throughout the day and then it just becomes like second nature but that's what i you know saw you know with with uh you know kind of the q a with you know a voice actor one time it was really cool Jay had Definitely no idea you're a professional actor. <laughs> Did not know until right now. I'm not. I'm not. Please. Professional actor, ladies and gentlemen. It definitely uh, definitely does help to um, kind of work through and overcome insecurities, especially mm -hmm. if you can't, you know, speak publicly or, you know, even if you have trouble, you know, just kind of being yourself around other people. It does help just, you know, join like a game and no one's going to see you. No one's going to judge you. Just be whatever you want to be. I mean, yeah. And to also add, yeah, if you always, if you have difficulties kind of 
you know, kind of getting into the accent or the voice, it always helps uh, with some form when you're first starting, just a trigger. You know, for me mentally, I always like the phrase, yo, 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 you know, that always kind of oh, to get me, you into it. Yeah. Yeah. Into the mindset of Dobby Ponds, but it can be anything that's vocal or, you know, a mental image or even like, you know, you could do a click or some kind of hand motion to kind of get you into the headspace. And then that's, it's an easier transition to transfer from player to player character if you're having difficulties kind of going to the voice. Yeah, honestly, that's what I do for all my characters with accents. I will have like a phrase that I say that I know I can say in that accent very well, and then I'll just keep going from there. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you Oriana's right now. I think we should be moving on. I think we should be moving on. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Jake, were you always really comfortable doing accents or did you have to like work into it when you started role playing? When I was really young, I was really good at doing like the offensive stereotype accent. Mm -hmm. And as I've kind of grown up, I've shied away from that because, you know, I mean, they're, they're kind of stereotype. They're kind of not okay in a way. Um, So I kind of had to find new ways to really think about accents. Also, I haven't really done accents since I was like in grade school, probably. so with Oriana, I just kind of, I went and found videos of, oh, of real people who have the accent speaking English just to hear what it sounds like. Um, even looked up some like, uh, I guess you could call them guides, you know, with like, oh, this sounds like this. And oh uh, yeah, for the cadences and everything. Yeah, for mm-hmm. the cadences. Yeah. And it's, it, it really helped. Um, I was still kind of nervous about it on that very first night, uh, especially because Chad uses um, an, an, an Irish, Irish? Yeah. type yeah, accent, Irish. which I, I tend to slip Infectious. into fairly easily, uh, probably due to my Irish heritage. But um, just how your tongue works. <laughs> Yo, tongue control. People people don't know, but tongue control is is a main factor for accents, man. Yeah. Why I'm so bad at them because I can't enunciate. <laughs> yeah, I just I tried speaking different phrases. I tried, you know, just taking random bits of words and speaking in the accent until I felt comfortable in it. Nice. Um, kind of jumping off of that, what's everybody's like best tips for learning a new accent? Practice. Yeah, or just listen. Pra- yeah, just how Jake said. Literally. Yeah, what I just said. Immerse mm-hmm. yourself in the voice. You know, I watched a lot of doctor who to get a british accent it you know you don't you don't force it on yourself but you just after like the 50th episode you're like oh shit man this is crazy yeah you're like oh snap what what accent did i just get into (laughs) (laughs) oh no now i'm gonna talk like this forever oh man you know it's funny yeah. Um, so what's like everybody's favorite go-to accents that they do or have done for several characters, if you have any? Uh, well, let's see. Favorite? Recently, this is only my third character, but mm-hmm. my favorite is that like nasally kind of pitchy, you know, kind of identifies someone a little bit younger and maybe less wise or maybe less intelligent, not wise, but you know, definitely innocence. Just because it's easier. 
it's up there in the nose. I, I yeah, exactly. So you just kind of, you know, speak a little and you're a little uncertain of what you're saying. And yeah. You sound like a nerd. Exactly. I mean, it's not <laughs> that bad. I mean, my favorite to do as a DM is, is the little old lady. Oh, hello, dears. How are you today? Uh, but I think my favorite as a character, probably the one I go to the most, I, I don't even know if I call it my favorite, just the one I go to the most is kind of um, that, that sort of light British. Um, mm -hmm. It's relatively easy for me to do. It's relatively, not the right word, but generic enough that I could use mm -hmm. it for different characters and it doesn't sound like I'm just doing the same voice. You know, you just change some inflection here and there and you sound like you're from a different area of the country which is enough to sound like a completely different character. Enough. <laughs> um, my would, you know, yeah, be more of a British accent, but instead of, you know, posh, I do way off the spectrum where it's more, you know, gravelly in, in, in your voice when you're really straining, straining the tongue against the throat. It hurts. So then you have to stop because it's painful. <laughs> Can you do a Glasgow accent? Oh, uh, Glasgow. Who's that? Um, I honestly could not tell you what it sounds like. I can't describe it to you, but it's so distinctive. Ah, uh, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to hear it for a while. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can pick up stuff pretty easily. I mean, mm -hmm. literally the Romanian that I do for um, my character Martin, I it just like came to me one day i didn't even listen to anything that was even close to that voice but it just happened like like this and i would i would talk for character like this and i was just like oh this is the perfect voice man you know it just comes to you in that moment and uh you everything just clicks i love that <laughs> There is kind of that magic yeah. when, you know, you have something planned and then it just, something clicks into place and it's like, yes, this is the character, yeah. despite everything I've been working on. And, you know, there's hours <laughs> wasted, but yes, this is what needs to be done. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. finding your character voice is just so satisfying. Yeah. And and un, and uncommonly what people think, you know, you always stick with the same voice you started out with character. Nah, man, that's a common misconception. Uh, you know, people are always evolving with their character voices. And you might think something that might work for that character, you know, works one day, but it might not down the line, you know, don't be afraid to mix it up occasionally. Yeah, I mean, people's accents change in real life, mm. so it doesn't not make sense that over a course, the course of a campaign, um, that your character's voice, cadence, accent, whatever, would shift a little bit. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is don't worry about it. Don't. That's, yeah, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just have fun it's with okay. it. It's okay. It's just D&D. Everyone's being silly with everyone. So, I mean, no reason yeah. to be self-conscious. Just I mean, there's something have fun. so inherently ridiculous about D&D, which obviously keeps us all coming back. But, you know, it's you can do anything and not be embarrassed. It's great. Yeah, true. And it's and it's crazy. Just like D&D, like as, as, it, it, as it just boom in this like generation. Because mm -hmm. I remember when I first started out, like playing D and D in like high school, and I'd try to explain it to friends, and they'd just be like, "The f the fuck what? are you? What? You know?" And I'm like, "No, it's it's, it's imaginary, 
but you can have little little miniature characters and terrain, man. Okay, and you and you got a character sheet and there's numbers, you know. And I feel like you know, just D and D is is just a, a trick for you to to get good at math, you know, quick mental math. It's, it's I'm still not good at mental math. Guys. <laughs> it's a break I from reality. I have not been tricked. <laughs> you know, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the good thing about Roll20. It does the math for you. It does the math for you. Yeah. I have a little dice rolling app on my phone. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And, and the applications for this have made it more streamlined. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that that's just made it for easier, you know, just for new people like, you know, myself at that time to get into it, you know, because <laughs> when you're just holding a piece of paper in your hands and it's just blank and then you got a couple rule books in front of you, you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Well, online platforms definitely made it more accessible to everyone else mm-hmm. as well, yeah, which is a good thing because, I mean, like us, we're not in the same room. Um, you know, how often will we even be in the same room to play a game? But yet here we are once a week doing it on stream from our own living rooms. Mm. So That's pretty great. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming live to you from my kitchen counter. Um, well, I'm, I'm technically in my bedroom, but still. <laughs> but you, you know, you know. Yeah, what it's, the point, it's, it's the okay, premise. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Serena is the only one of any of y'all that I've actually met in real life. So it's pretty great. I'm pretty sure no one's coming here. So I'm, I'm safe. Amazing. Um, I had another question, but I think we kind of answered it a little bit. Um, but I mean, we touched on this uh, when we were talking about um, Tick's voice and cadence and all that but if you think you can't do voices what should you do try anyways (laughs) i mean sometimes you'll be surprised what you can do and what you find would fit a character um i originally wanted to have some type of accent but when i you know just jumped into first session it was more effective just to speak softly and slowly as Mm -hmm. opposed to trying to use an accent so i mean if you feel you can't do something try it anyways you might like it, anyway. you might not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might not even use it, but you never know until you try. Experimentation. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely say I agree with that, and I would also add on to it. I just do it what you're comfortable with. I mean, you don't have to do a voice. You never have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, I've played with people who, you know, talk in their regular voice, and it's, you know, it's just that i've had people who go super in depth create like this whole second personality within themselves and play through that personality i mean the, the, it's what you want to do if you don't think you can do voices and you want to do voices uh just you know do what you're comfortable with and gradually kind of push yourself to do a little bit more and see how good you get with as many nerdy people are that play D&D, I'm sure a lot of people are willing to take a couple hours out of their day to yeah. even help and, you know, give pointers and tips. So, I mean, it's just a matter of maybe asking, say, hey, you know, can I sit down with someone and work on something if it's something you really do want to pursue? But I would say definitely not required. Yeah. Not required, but fun. Yeah, exactly. No gatekeepers. No gatekeepers ever. No. Yeah. Um. So like in that in that instance, after you have your character voice down, like you've decided what you're going to do, you're like, yes, this is perfect. Do you find that like the dialogue comes naturally 
after you begin uh, speaking your character voice, does it come, become easier to think of like what your character would say in this moment? Or does that just come naturally anyway? I think that just comes with getting to know your character. I mean, mm -hmm. I can I can tell you right now when uh, we did pre-stream stuff for Oriana and I was trying to figure out the accent still, I was trying to do all this. I actually had things written down that I felt like the character would say. And over time I've stopped writing things down because I can sort of just slip into that mindset of, well, I'm Oriana, what would Oriana do? Mm -hmm. For what helps me is the kind of dialogue back and forth be between my character and another character. Um, an example, Laura. Anytime I'm I'm <laughs> I'm in an argument with one of Laura with Laura's character, I feel like I really like embody, um, you know, my, my my character, especially with with Dobby and and you know last well the session before last session, and that whole kind of you know building up argument you know, between them to where the point where it finally became physical and just exploded. And then just kind of the aftermath of that, um, you know, you really, it's really special when you can really get into character. And just like Jake say, like, after the whole session, you're just like angry. And it's like, like why the fuck did she say that? And then I'm just like, oh, wait, wait, what the, why am I angry? You know, <laughs> like, it was just, just, she's a friend of mine. Like, why am I, why am I trying to stab her in the face? <laughs> it's okay you couldn't reach your face so it's perfect. exactly i couldn't reach your face yeah. anyway <laughs> in real life either stamp stamp see i can say that because of your size yeah no no okay. we're, we're both short as shit yeah yeah so we I, were just talking before the stream about how short all these gentlemen are yeah. how very tiny <laughs> amazing See, I, I kind of like the idea, not necessarily, um, well, maybe having like history with another character because it allows you to have an anchor, um, someone that you could talk to in character um, and just kind of be like a focus rather than, so there's a lot of pressure, you know, when meeting people, even in real life, you know, as far as talking to people in real life and you kind of have that same pressure when you're meeting the party and getting to know the party. So if you have kind of like an anchor, it does help to alleviate a lot of you know what goes on yeah it cuts like introduction time like nearly in half and then mm -hmm. you come immediately out of the bat with the connection with one character and anytime i i try to run a, a a game with any kind of new individuals i kind of yeah if i'm especially if i'm running with like six i kind of each like allow them to split off into like two groups to themselves and like hey you know think of if you if you guys have come together at one point when did you guys come together what type of history do you have do you like each other do you hate each other you know, and that just adds a built-in dynamic when yeah. they're building the dynamic of the party and so it's it, it, it's good it gives you some room for a story later on but yeah exactly even in the beginning it gives you someone to feel comfortable around mm -hmm. when you're you know trying to build that accent and build that character personality that buddy built in um yes yeah, so i've got a question for people who have run games i assume that's everybody <laughs> No? Okay, oh, everybody. Game. Everybody except for Tick. <laughs> Tick, can, Tick can chime in if he wants to. Um, so when it comes to creating NPC voices, like how do you pick which NPCs are going to have distinctive voices? I assume I assume that it's the most important ones. It's what I've always done. But like how do you decide on their voice? Is it the same kind of process as coming up with a character voice or is it different? 
for me, if it's a NPC that the party is going to be in, interacting with on a consistent basis, yes, mm-hmm. it's the same as developing a character. That is that NPC is just as much a character as any of the PCs, in my opinion, and I have to fully flesh out that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just Joe Schmo, the bartender that they're ordering drinks from, and I plan on them never seeing this character again. I usually just kind of come up with like a couple of adjectives to describe the character and base the accent as loosely on that as I can. Randall. I'd like to disagree because especially Randall. Um, Yeah. uh, You guys uh, know Randall when we also have like two different Randalls in two different campaigns, Mm -hmm. but the Randall in this campaign from um, what I uh, remember from what Serenity said, I, th- I think that she planned on on his voice, but there was another Randall who, who was just this, uh, what was he? He wasn't a behemoth. He was a, a beholder. 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 There you go. He was a beholder. That's and you think like, oh shit, we're going to die. And he's like, oh, hey guys. He's so oh, nice. What's going on? Oh, my name's Randall. Oh, can I help you guys? No, I just, well, I just want my plans to grow, you know? No, I don't like wasn't his voice at all. That <laughs> was not his voice. It was it, 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 it was Moss. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no. Uh, for me, I personally like the randomness of a character. Like, I will, I will start out uh, if it's just a random EPC. Uh, I'll start out with a voice, um, and then you know, like in while the game, and I'll just have it random. And then depending on like if I'm really digging that character or like their influence to the party. I'll work on it a little bit afterwards. I'll usually like record myself and see like wh- where it's going and then kind of incorporate the notes if I ever do make some of that character. And then I'll just, you know, kind of wrap it in a bow and then that just becomes the voice if there's more interactions. <sighs> nice. I will say okay. from a player's perspective, some of the more don't take yourself seriously approaches tend to be a lot more memorable. Um, again, you know, such as like even our surfer Randall bartender um, in this campaign. Um, but even, you know, mentioning some of the more high, you know, popular shows, like even um, Critical Role doing stuff like Pumat Soul and uh, even the guy they were buying powder from, it's the more, you know, animated and I don't want to say silly, but the more you let yourself go into a character just creates a more memorable experience. Uninhibited, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's this snowball I mean, effect. To clarify, when I'm talking about random NPCs or something, I'm, I'm like talking like, oh, they went somewhere I literally don't have notes for. Um, the bartender. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if it's like a, a, a shopkeeper that I think you guys are going to come back to, I would probably have a baseline. And there have been characters I've created where I didn't really intend anyone to, like, I didn't intend an NPC to be a major character in this world that interacts with the party. And then the party is just like, no, that's our best friend. We want to see more of them. And I'm like, yeah, it's always okay. that one character, like the goblin or the kobold or just the random dude. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, no, he's he's coming with us, you know. And you're just like, no, he's not coming with you. And then the whole, then you have this whole story beat. You have to make this whole story beat set out with this character. And and usually how I do it, I uh, character self sacrifice. So, um, <laughs> you know, so, so that the party, the party has some form of motivation. You're like, oh man, you know, Jackson. Okay, so you, was, okay, so you yeah. fridge these poor NPCs for well, the PC well, development. Well, mm. 40%. Mm, tell me I'm wrong. 40%. 40%. Of them. The other 60%. I mean, 
thinking I, that's I not a bad idea. Yeah, I would not, totally kill not. an NPC if that if that like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drove character development and character story. I have no yeah, problems killing an NPC. Or if it's fun. Or if it's fun. Yeah. yeah these people will murder NPCs. Drop <laughs> it. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I have I have locked myself into the dumbest and hardest voices for characters that I didn't think were gonna be big and sort of just spiraled before. I have suffered, you guys, I have suffered. Um, and we're gonna move on to viewer questions now. We have only one this time. Um, so for Jake, Oriana has a German accent, but Germany doesn't exist. Um, Open-ended. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this much cause I don't wanna give away any secrets that haven't been revealed in the campaign. Um, when I was coming up with Oriana's voice, I didn't really have an accent yet. Um, I knew that she was going to be uh, more well-read and sort of on the intelligent side. I mean, it's her second highest stat, I think. Um, so I wanted to have something that sounded very erudite. But when I asked Serenity um, the region that uh, Oriana was from, what what kind of accents would be there? What kind of uh, real world uh, culture would be comparative? And she gave me, I think, a list of two or three different accents. Mm-hmm. Um, one was Czech, which I looked into that and had no idea how to do that. Kind of uh, European. Yeah. It, the examples I had were not the best, and then mm. the other was uh, potentially German, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's a little." I can do that easier. one. So awesome. it, it literally was just it's that's the region she's from. Uh, if that's the cultural influence, that's the accent I'll use. Neato. Okay, um, we have just enough time left to play a short game which I have designed for you guys. I wanted to play this game called Utter Nonsense, um, which is hilarious. You pick an accent and you pick a phrase and you say the phrase in the accent, but I couldn't, due to COVID reasons, I could not source a copy of this game in time for this stream. So Mm. I made a mock-up of it with D&D related phrases. So starting with, who wants to go first? Nose guys. Jake goes first. No! <laughs> it's reverse. Okay, Jake. Okay. Um, roll for me two d20s. Don't add them together. Just tell me the two numbers. Two d20s. Oh mm-hmm. boy, I didn't know I was gonna need dice today. You always need dice. Gotta have your dice ready. Two d20s. Out of the hat. Sorry, two d20s, and I'm telling you the total. Not the total, just the, the, separate the two numbers. numbers. Okay, I got an eight and a one. Fits. Okay. Amazing. Okay. So I am going to send, I'm going to post the phrase you're going to use in the Discord. Okay. And you're going to be saying this in a Cockney accent. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be hilarious as fuck. There we go. Go. Oh, boy, in Cockney, eh? I went two pants. Two pairs of pants while golfing, in case I get a hoe in one. Perfect. That was not D&D related. I sourced some of these from, like, <laughs> Minions memes. Um, okay, Tick, your turn. Roll me two d20s, please. Oh, good lord. 
Oh, really? So that would be a one and a three. <laughs> one and a three. Amazing. Okay, much like so... our real roles in game. Exactly. <laughs> it's the dice gods. Okay, I'm going to send you First a phrase. Ones. You're going to say this in a Texan accent. <laughs> well, uh, I reckon rogues do it from behind. They sure do. <laughs> Jay, More. your turn. Okay. 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 That is a nine. And that is an eight. Yep. Okay. Okay, you are going to say this in a Canadian accent. Not Sveriges, very thick Canadian accent. Oh, well, hello there. Why do rogues prefer leather armor for stealth? Because it's made of height. I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> you I, tried your best. I tried. I tried. To do it, it, it started. It started there, it but started you kind of went a little Scottish. Yeah, but like, well, hello there. <laughs> But then that just went Irish. It's, it's yeah, you start man. you start around Wisconsin, then yeah. you sort of like moseyed whipped, on over to Ireland. In, Amazing. Okay. Well, D and D is all about doing it anyway. Okay, back yeah. to Jake. Roll me two d twenties. That's a fifteen. Lovely. And a thirteen. Fifteen. You're going to say this in a Transylvanian accent. Oh, Transylvanian. Oh, Maybe like Dracula. Blay, blay, blay. If the DM is smiling, it's already too late. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, truer words to be spoken. I hope Straw talks like that. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not running that game. <laughs> ah, Chad. Okay, take your turn. I'm going to try the purple and the green dice because Ooh. they don't give me bad numbers. Ooh. I lied. That's an eight and a three. <laughs> I mean, all numbers are equally bad. Uh, roll the first one again. We already did Cockney. <laughs> Is that a... Okay, yeah, that's a 20. That's um a nine. Okay. Oh, we already did Canadian, too. I'm just going to pick one for you. Um... <laughs> Preferably when I actually know what it is. You are going to say one, you're going to say this in a French accent. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Oh, good god. I don't even want to say that. <laughs> How would I even say talk it. in a French say accent? It. The funny part is, I'm actually part French. Oh, oh. really? <laughs> exactly. I know how to say baguette. <laughs> there you go. There's your trigger word. <laughs> good lord, I don't. Good, this is hard. Also, I'm being told make the host play or we riot. <laughs> I will she do gets the, the next, next one. one. I will do the next one. You guys have to roll for me, though. Gotcha. All right. How would I even do a French accent? Oui, oui, monsieur. Yeah, I can oui, see oui, words. Monsieur. Okay, just say those words all in a row. Come on, man. I'm trying. I just can't get the accent. I will do this one if you want. 
I, I can do like, um, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, good Lord. Now I'm sad. Oh you can do it. You can do it, man. You can do it. You can do it. You can no, do it. Running out of time. Okay, fine. I will do this one. Lee, I am a gamer. No, I won't sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually all our time, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone, for watching this stream. Tune back in next week on Tuesday and tune in on Friday for Roll for Damage. We're going to be doing this every week. It's going to be great. It'll be new games, new questions, new hot topic. Um, not, the store, not the store. The, not the store, the you know nerdy topic next week, too. So hope to see you then thank you so much for watching thank you for getting us to affiliate we love you bye